Hey, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the For College for Life podcast. My name is Casey Cornelius. I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm also the founder and president of For College for Life. I get the distinct pleasure of getting to interview the folks who make us who we are, the speakers, the consultants, the authors, the facilitators, the thought leaders, the experts, all the people who make us America's leading college speaking agency. And today, I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing none other than Dr. Marianne Calais. Now, Marianne, I'm going to pull back the curtain right before we press record. You said something that people have been telling me my whole life, and that is I have a voice for radio. And I said the thing that I just need to say one time because everyone always makes that comment. I also have a face for radio. So thank you for, for that distinct compliment. I appreciate it. Not true. That is not. True. <laughs> it's only true if I say it, and and I said it. So, Marianne, I, I I know we have a limited amount of time today, and this is a topic that that we could talk about for hours and hours and hours. But you know, there's been a lot of conversations recently around the concept of belonging, and yeah, I want to lean into your your expertise, your lived experiences, especially working with college student organizations and, and ask you how important belonging really is for today's college student. Well, thanks for having me today, Casey. I really appreciate it. You know, we have been talking about it. And I think post-pandemic, we were really trying to figure out, I don't really know if before that, if we focused, we we thought people would join our organizations and and get involved on college campuses and they would figure out what belonging looked like. I think we're having to, to look behind, you know, those, those sections of college campuses and say, okay, so what, what does it mean to belong? And what I'm seeing with students is they don't, they don't join the same way maybe that past generations have. They'll join, they'll try it out. Um, and then if it doesn't work, there's a number of other options for them. So when we're looking at organizations or even college institutions who are trying to keep their students, right? I think one of the challenges is where is retention? It's one thing to recruit folks to join, to come to a campus, to join organizations, to get involved, but what keeps them there? And these are the things that the students are saying to me. If they're going to be involved in something, it has to have value. And if we're going to, if if you tell me this is what I'm going to receive from this experience, then that's what I expect. So it's that transparency, right? I want to know what is the value of my time and maybe my, my investment and what does that look like? Then investment is, if you're asking me to put financial responsibility or, or a financial part of this into it, I really need to know what the return on the investment is. So I think our students are becoming a little more um, savvy and, and they want to know it. And I don't really blame them for that. And then the third is, am I cared about? Like, do these, does this institution, do these members of this organization, do they care about me? And if not, then why am I here? So, you know, I think we've known that students specifically were, were questioning the why. They want to know the why. And I went to a Jesuit institution. So why is built into the fabric of what I'm about? But I, those three things, if they're not present, they're not staying. And we're seeing a major shift 
in between, especially traditional age students, at the end of their sophomore year, into their junior year, you know, growth happens greatly developmentally in between that time. So we're seeing that somewhere on day 500, for example, if they're joining an organization, they're deciding, am I going to stay in this organization or am I going to leave? And, and what does that look like? And am I okay with walking away? Because I don't feel like I'm cared for and cared about here. So, so many, so many great parts of your answer there by the way yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about the the jesuit teaching of of majus right like it, it yes. more right um and, and maybe that's a <laughs> that's a topic for another day just simply because i'm i'm fascinated at the simplicity of something that is so transformational in, in in just that word but we could we could spend again hours on that you know i i'm thinking marianne about a great mentor of mine who said to me years ago and thinking about student retention overall that it is twice as expensive to recruit a new student as it is to retain an existing student Absolutely. and and that's you know from from a dollar's lens but i almost wonder whether or not the same could be applied in terms of our um our focus and our intentionality and our efforts at truly retaining the members of our organizations that we have versus the recruitment of new members like how does that play into this discussion of belonging to well and i think you know somewhere somebody came along and said and we know that those statistics are true that there's a birth dearth and that there are less students maybe going to college today here's my thoughts you're right if we were doing a good job retaining our members i don't really know that we would we would be concerned but the concern would be different I think right now, you are absolutely correct. There's a, a president of a university. His name is Dr. Joe Paul. Dr. Joe Paul and I have been friends for a long, long time. He's the, for, he's the university president for the University of Southern Mississippi. And he has come, he's always been student focused. But as a university president, I follow him daily. He visits with incoming students. He visits with current students. He's in the community. He's creating those connections. I had a former student of mine took her son to that campus and I reached out to him and I said, I know you're really busy. They were in the middle of super regionals. And I said, but I wanted you to know that this family is coming. The next day he made time for that young man and his family. Well, guess who plans on going to that institution? Because he made him feel special and he made him feel like he was chosen, right? Whether or not he was or not isn't the point. He made him feel like if you come here, I promise you, I'm going to be a part of that experience of making sure that you belong and feel like you belong here. So I think retention right now is really a relationship scenario. Are we creating relationships or do we just look at those, those recruitment numbers? It's like with sorority recruitment. I tell students, I tell sorority women all the time, you can pat yourself on the back for the number of women that join on bid day. That's great. But where I really want you to focus is how many of those women graduate active members of your organization. That's when I know how well you did, for example, this fall of 2023. So it's about the experience. And the other thing that I'm seeing is we are not 
creating environments that are are developmentally, um, how do I say this, that meet, meeting the needs of those students. So if you program the same for an incoming freshman that you do for a, a rising senior, that senior is not going to be interested. So then they start losing interest. They don't feel like you care about their experience. And they start making decisions of whether or not they're going to stay or they're going to go. I call it the drop culture. You know, it's it's easy to walk away because I don't see the value and I don't feel that connection and relationship and in friendship that I was promised, you know, when I was going through the recruitment process, specifically on sorority side. I think I, I'm hearing you say two things and 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 tell me if I'm if I'm hitting them hitting them correctly, right? So it's not just about relevancy for new students or, or first year students, but our organizations, all organizations, have to continue to be relevant throughout the experience if we want to create true belonging. Is that is that a fair statement? That is a very fair statement. And I think we used to think if we gave them that foundation, they'd be able to navigate it. And they can, right? They're they're the most educated, brightest generation we've ever had coming to college campuses. However, developmentally, they are looking for, still looking for that place to belong. You and I, I mean, we're at different ages and stages in life, and we still want to, I'm only going to be involved in something that I feel like there's value, whether I'm, whether I have something to offer or Am I receiving something in that space, right? So I, I think we forget that you can't just set the stage and then walk away. We have to be in this experience with one another if we're really going to talk about, you know, lifetime belonging um, or lifetime, I don't even know what commitment looks like anymore, but, you know, I... I I spent a lot of time with folks this summer and at all at all different levels. I feel like if we don't do a good job with this, we're gonna we're gonna really see some some challenges. The other thing, Casey, that I find is that students are coming in today to college campuses, many of them in their sophomore year academically. But if they're 18 years old or 19 years old, they're still developmentally 18 or 19 years old, even if as older students, you know, even if academically they're further along. Um, so we have to look at what are their needs um, and are we willing to, to meet them where they are or do we just keep expecting to create the environment we believe um, is where they're gonna feel like they belong. The other thing I'm learning a lot about students right now is that they want conversations. They want to be they want to be at the table and they want to be having those conversations and that helps them to create a sense of belonging. Um, I have a voice here. And I think that leads into city yeah. equity, inclusion, access and belonging work that's happening. It's so much there, Marianne, it, it, you know, the, the other, no, 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 no. And, and again, I, I feel like we could go on for a long time. Folks, if, if you're not yet familiar with Marianne's work, please make sure you visit for collegeforlife.com slash Marianne. That's Marianne with an I, not a Y, Marianne with an I. Uh, you know, the other thing that I think I, as a thread of, of everything that you're saying, Marianne, and this applies not only to undergraduate students, but all of us, is that we all have a yearning and a desire to feel special and important 
and, and valued. And if we don't feel those things, we're probably never going to develop a sense of belonging. Absolutely. You know, I've been writing this um, this chapter for this possible uh, publication, and I looked back at my own development when I went away to college. And, you know, I am from a fishing village, a first-generation college student, and I was thinking about where were those moments that if I didn't find belonging, I don't think I would have gotten a bachelor's degree, which of course then wouldn't have led to the life I have today. Um, and I just went to a reunion of a musical group that I joined and um, we did 180, we performed 180 shows at the World's Fair. It is the most work I've ever had to put into an experience in my whole life. And I just saw some of those folks for the first time in almost 30 years. And it, it, those memories of the, the, the grit that had to go into that experience, but I knew that I belonged there. I, I mean, we created something together. I think today we have got to stop looking at our experiences as I'm the leader and you're the follower. It's not an us and them. It's a we, right? It's a, it's, it's that environment that we're creating that somebody says, maybe I'm not an officer and maybe I'm not the president, but I have a lot to offer. And as a result, that keeps me there. So when you said it makes, we all want to feel special, we do. We want to walk into spaces where somebody knows our name. Um, I play at this little wine bar in our town called the Red, White and Brew. And the other day they posted, you know, that if you can't come here and be kind and accept people, then maybe this isn't the place for you. And when you walk into that space, people know your name or they want to know your name. So there's this energy that's created. And it's because the owners, and I know this is going to sound crazy on a podcast about belonging, but the owners create a vibe that says, we want you here, not because of whatever, because of who you are, right? And you're a part of this experience. And I'm like, if you can get that right at a wine bar, why can't we get that right on college campuses? Well, well I tell you the other place I'd like to get it right is right here on this podcast. So <laughs> listen, folks, again, if you have not yet for collegeforlife.com slash Marianne, the other thing I'm going to ask you, and it's a simple ask, but it's super duper important. If you have not yet, please make sure that you do the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts, like and share and subscribe and review and make sure that this episode gets in the face, the ear, the playlist of the person who needs it the most, because you're a part of this experience as well. And we want to continue to deliver content that you find valuable, important, and connects with important topics that you're thinking about as well. Marianne, it was such a pleasure to talk with you today. We could go on for hours and hours, but I got to thank you for your time. Such a pleasure as always. Folks, until the next time, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for engaging. And until then, be well. We'll talk to you soon.